0: And it is a hive of activity where we are right now, and as Mick Price joins me, Mick, good morning to you, how are you? Hello Michael, how are you mate? Very well indeed, Tuesday's always a busy morning, aren't they?
1: Ah mate, it's a busy life, you know, got 80 horses here and uh, they come in from pre-training and they're always vets and farriers and staff and apprentices and... Girls riding work and a bit of yelling and screaming on the odd occasion. And uh, no, there's always plenty going on, especially now this week, as all Melbourne trainers will find out when they have to track off to the William English yielding sales all day, every day. So, uh going to be a long week. Uh, uh, at about day eight, I don't get fried much, but at about day eight, the last day of William Inglis, oh, I'll be just getting a little bit fried,
0: I reckon. Well, These first few months of every year are like that, from Gold Coast to New Zealand to Melbourne to Sydney, as well as looking after all the horses. It's pretty intense. Yeah, it is, but it's good to have a busy stable. I mean, if you
1: haven't got a busy stable, you're probably not going to the races much, you know. So... uh now, there's a lot of nice horses here and a lot of good staff, and uh, you just saw four or five walk in from the beach. So they trialed yesterday. We had 15 trials yesterday. It's actually good here because. Uh, You can split the pressure of um, Monday trials on these beautiful tracks out here, and then that lot goes to the beach, and then we have gallops on a Tuesday morning, and that lot goes to the beach. So, you know, it's um, spread
0: evenly versus uh, Caulfield, which was gallops and trials on the one day, you know. One of those horses that we saw is just on the walker right now, and she's a big, imposing, steely grey. Is Vizanari. How's he come back?
1: He's good. He's, uh, look, he's been a good horse, uh, as in placed correctly, but, um, probably him and it and will turn up, uh, in the 1400 meter race Saturday week at Flemington. Uh, so I might have uh, maybe even our playboy there too. So there'll be a few there, but, uh, he's good. um, Probably just waiting for you know tracks to have a bit of give in uh, in them for Visinari, but um, Ayrton's certainly not one that likes um, much chop in the ground, which we found out, but uh, Ayrton Trial, good, and they're both in good order. He's been through a lot, old Ayrton. Uh, how is he this time in? He's very well. He's very bright. It's the most condition I've had on him. He's always been a big raw horse,
0: but uh, I think he looks fantastic. Yeah. Speaking of looking fantastic, we are standing outside the box of A1, Jack and uh, he's probably the most valuable horse in the stable at the moment, and gee, looks good, Mick. Looks
1: fantastic. He's uh, really come into his own as an autumn three-year-old. You know, he's holding more condition. He's always been an athletic horse. You know, we don't know too much with him. He's not a horse that needs, you know, he's, he's a colt, but he's not one of those big, gross colts. He's an athletic, clean-winded colt. So we keep the edge on him all the time, and you've seen his two runs have been good,
0: and uh, he's lining up for an Australian Guineas. Steps out at the 1600 for the first time. He's always given the impression of a horse that can look for the mile. Uh, are you confident he's going to be really strong at the end?
1: Well, I think what you need uh, on all my three Guineas horses is draw a gate, get smothered, have every chance and finish off. But look, uh, you know, this horse is a very tenacious finisher. Um, You know, what has won him the races in the Golden Rose, and I know it was a protest in the fortuity, in the oar, but um, regardless, you know, even his Manfred Stakes win, he's very, very tenacious, Uh, you know, pins the ears back and finds the line like a good colt. So I'm sure he'll do the same, and if there's a mile in his DNA, he's had the prep, he's had the work, and he just needs the right ride in the race, and he'll be in the money.
0: If he wins, is that maybe it? Is there anything left for him to do? Well, interesting question because I spoke to Anthony Thompson
1: and um, he said, look, all the people in this horse are very sporting, Uh, they love their racing, and uh, given Qatar own a big chunk of it, I don't know, there might even be an option at Royal Ascot for him, you know, but uh, as a four-year-old, there's also the um, Golden Rose, so... I, I certainly wouldn't say
0: uh, no, even if he wins. No, I, I don't think so. I think there's a lot of options for him. Well, that's what we want to hear. We want to see these good horses racing longer. And I mean, you're a stallion-making trainer, but are you wanting to see your best horses race longer as well?
1: Well, I'm thinking of Animo when you say that. Yeah. They've done a good job there, eight group ones. Exactly. Yeah. I think it depends on the horse, doesn't it, and what you think you can win with him as a trainer, as a four-year-old. But... Um, yeah. You know, look he's a sound horse we don't have any issues with him and as he and, and he's not a cult that lacks the ability to be genuine so my vote uh, depending on how he goes and how he pulls up after Saturday would certainly be to consider all your four-year-old options and if you want to go to Royal Ascot I mean you know uh, when he does eventually go to stud he'll have his group one form with him and uh, you know I I wouldn't um, push him into his four-year-old year year if I didn't think he would be
0: um, pretty competitive. What would be the perfect race for him at Royal Ascot?
1: Well the 1200 meter race up the straight up the testing if you had him right and uh, I, I think that would be I think that would be the right race for him because it's a very testing 1200, Uh, he's got a turn of foot, he'd get up the hill good and I think that would be the race you'd set him for, so you'd have him fit here and fresh over there and uh, I think he'd really find the
0: line. Is that a a box tick for you as well, how exciting would it be to take a good horse to Royal Ascot? Well uh, is it? I haven't thought much about it but
1: uh, yeah it'd be a nice little adventure and uh, I would basically call those who have gone before
0: me successfully and say, right, what do you do here? <laughs> you look good in a top hat. <laughs> I've got to get it extra large for my head. Hey, let's go and have a look at your other guineas runners. Uh, Amenable's a horse that just has been flying under the radar, hasn't he? You know what? He's
1: definitely flying under the radar. Uh, we just worked in with another three-year-old this morning, but that horse is absolutely humming. Uh, he's a colt. He's a big, strong colt. He's been immature. Uh, he's getting maturity, he's a beautiful lonro colt, he's got a good temperament, and uh, you know, look his work and his racing has been very good. Uh, Pat Maloney rode him this morning, and look, he said to me, I think this is the best this horse has ever galloped uh, on the big course proper here. So I can only have him right in the race, Ollie on, the um, mutton chops on, um, Winkers. the winkers on, and uh, he's another one, though. I mean, it's, you know, it's a big mile at Flemington for three-year-olds. You need to draw a gate. You need to have a nice run in the race, and, uh, but he will be
0: hitting the line. I reckon it would be a good Flemington horse, and he would be a good miler. He looks good in the box here. He's a, a lovely-looking horse, and um, you've got the poultice on. You put that on a fair few horses, do you? Uh, my girls clay everything they can clay, so yeah. we keep it in the fridge.
1: It's cold. that boy. It's cold. It goes on their legs, ice cold, and by the time it dries out, it's supposed to draw heat out of um, you know, soft tissue, and uh, all trainers use it. But, uh, yeah, it's good for them. They stand in ice, some of them. They go to the beach, some of them. So uh, basically got it covered. He's uh, in a box next to I'm Thunderstruck. Well, let's
0: talk about I'm Thunderstruck, because here he is. He's, got, he's a good-looking boy. He's big white blaze on his head. What was your thoughts on the run on Saturday?
1: Oh, look, he just wasn't quick enough, you know.
0: I can't defend uh, what
1: can't be defended and uh, he ran well and she rode him well and he raced a bit down over 1,400 and the winners uh, won five Group Ones and the uh, second horse uh, Mr Brightside has uh, sat off us three times and finished in front of us three times. You know, his opportunity in a um, in the All-Star Mile at Moonee Valley will be good because uh, you'll, you'll have a solid pace and he handles Moonee Valley OK. But, uh, you know, when you're talking about Alligator Blood and Brightside, you've got to have absolute respect for them. You know, he ran, ran into Animo a couple of times and uh, I thought at Caulfield, in the Caulfield Stakes, Animo got it all wrong and Thunderstrike got it all right and uh, he was still beaten. But, you know, you've got a, probably the best 2,000-metre race in a, a meter horse in Australia, Animo. And uh, he finished close to him. He finishes close to these horses, but you know, I'm really looking forward to
0: his 2000 metre racing. This preparation for him, he's a horse that uh, I suppose he's been polarising his last couple of runs. Do you get annoyed when people say, you know, has he come back or he's not winning? Is he is he not as genuine as he should be?
1: No, I, look, I know what I know. The horse, and I know if there's something wrong with him, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with him, and he's doing his best, and he went straight as a gun barrel and uh, I got no problem with him and he was beaten fair and square so you can't defend that if punters want to punt him each way they can punt him each way Uh, you know he's one of the good horses in this country but he's not good where he's got a couple of links on him. that's being proven and wait for age racing is you know the best racing and it's very strong and the ones that beat him are very strong so he's not far off them and uh hopefully he has his day in the all-star mile and um Look, we haven't ruled out um, jumping into the Australian Cup after the All-Star Mile. I haven't ruled it out. I had a quiet chat to Terry Henderson yesterday. I said, what do you think about this? And he said, we'll be up to how he races and how he pulls up. And then he's off to Sydney. So you get two weeks from the Australian Cup into the Queen Elizabeth. And uh, he, he is a horse that carries plenty of conditions. So I think he'd cope very well. And um, you, you might see
0: him in those races that'll be exciting to see a, a, another run of him here. Are you still keen to persist with trying to sit closer in races? Yeah, I don't think that
1: had any, that, that wasn't an issue. It would have been a bigger issue if we, if we had been further out the back. Uh, as I said, I thought Jamie rode him beautifully. Uh, she was just off the fence, which probably caused Craig Williams to come back and, um, you know, have to be behind us because uh, whilst there was nothing on her inside, she still tactically was very good, sat one off, Uh, the run of the race and he wasn't quick enough to run a sectional that beats
0: alligator blood and mr brightside confident you can turn the tables in the all-star mile at the valley
1: not confident because they're such good horses but certainly confident that my horse will turn up uh, spot on on the day and uh, if the sectionals do lend themselves to something finishing off he'll be one of them What's his temperament like? He's just come over to say hello. Look, he's okay. He is a horse that uh, needs to be left alone. He did open uh, Dr. Dave Shepherd's uh, leg open, as in kicked him a beauty one day oh. when he was uh, poking around with him. So uh, he's like a lot of thoroughbreds. You have to have total respect for him. He's friendly. He's quiet. He's a high nervous energy horse. And uh, race day, he you've seen him a couple of times mm. where. He can get really on edge, but in general, he's cool.
0: Let's talk about Maximilius, the other runner in the guineas. And this was a, um, a tough decision probably for yourself and Robert Crabtree who, who bred this boy because he could have been a very, very valuable horse with his breeding, but he's just one of those horses that didn't want to be a racehorse when he was an entire.
1: Well, look, we love our colts, and we've got a whole barn full of colts, and you're standing in a whole barn full of colts, but uh, when they go to the races and they're not genuine, uh, there's no option other, t- other than to geld them. Probably the best horse I had and we had to geld was Lincoln Rupee. Uh, and I remember saying to Iris O'Farrell, whatever you have in this family, make sure you keep, because this is a really good horse. And then he went to the races and made a mug of me, which is common. <laughs> and... Um, Uh, yeah, but he just wasn't genuine. Robert Crabtree's been around a long time and knows his stuff, and uh, you know, I said to him, it's not genuine. You can see for yourself. So uh, here we have a nice gelding, and um, look, he's going well. He raced well the other day, albeit he's probably the third pick of mine, but um, look, he's another one that needs to draw a gate, needs a few favours, and uh, Ethan Brown rides him, so
0: he'll give plenty of cheek. Who do you think's going to be the hardest for Jack and I to beat in the Guineas on Saturday? i'm I'm
1: uh, thinking amenable um, because uh, that horse is just going on the up and up um, but uh, look I'd probably have to have a good look at the um, gates when the uh, final field is there so but anyway uh, we've got two hot chances i reckon and um, you know uh, Maximilis just needs to draw a gate He's a shocker. Do we get to see he's a shocker in the Blamey on Saturday? Yes, you do. Absolutely, you do. D. Oliver. Uh, he loves swimming to that horse. And uh, look, uh, Zaki's a fantastic horse. But um, in the 2000 meter race at the end of the carnival there, Damien said, if this horse doesn't hang out, uh, he probably picks Zaki up. So um, I know he knows Zaki. But uh, what he is, is uh, beautifully fit. He uh, gets trained out at Warrnambool. He's a highly strung type of gelding, so he gets trained out of a paddock down there. But uh, he'll be motoring home into the Blamey and the Australian Cup and then possibly off to Sydney. He's a good horse. He's won first up. Can he win Saturday? He'll run very well. Yeah, he'll run very well. I'd like to see some pace on in the Blamey because he's a horse that will probably balance up a bit. Uh, but he'll run very well. If, you, uh, if you're a punter and you wanted to have something on him, I certainly wouldn't talk you out of him.
0: What about your two-year-old on Saturday? It was a big run in the diamond to have finished fourth just at second start.
1: Extreme threat? Yeah. It was. Uh, look, I was going to tip her straight out. Her, her two runs have been very good, but um, I just said to the owners, give me a week with her and uh, we'll just have a look because she's capable of winning a stakes race before she goes out. I actually think she's a 1,000 guineas type of filly, but you you know, what am I going to do? Spell her for three or four months. You know, It's a, it's a long time away, that race. So uh, this morning uh, she had a saddle on her and she come flying back in the barn um, after a little bit of a trot. Uh, so she's feeling great, and I think at the end of the month there might be a couple of stakes races for her for
0: two-year-olds. It um, was good to see Anna Visto this morning. I've recorded a little piece with Michael Kent Jr. watching her work the opposite way of going. Gee, she was good first up.
1: She goes great first up, doesn't she? You know, she's a funny mare because uh, she has that Talia Atkinson rider every single morning, including this morning on this gallop when D Moore was standing there waiting to get on <laughs> I said, no, sit there. (laughs) Um, But, look, she's a mare that we don't see work good on the track as such. You know, she's one of those mares that's not allowed to work good, and then you take her to the races, and bang, she just lights up, you know. So that's her. So she's going to Sydney in the 1500-meter group one uh, Saturday week, and that will be Nash Rull
0: yeah. She's got a group one in her, doesn't she? Well, she went
1: second and wandered all over the place at Randwick on an absolute bog. And right time, right place. She has a group one in her, especially against mares. So she gets two chances with the, in the mares races in Sydney. And uh,
0: she's in beautiful condition. Who do you think's your best horse that we haven't seen hit the headlines yet? Have you got a couple of young, exciting horses in the stable?
1: Yeah, I, I, I reckon amenable. Yeah. don't don't underestimate Amenable. I I know his form's like uh, placings, but um you know, I think he's capable of running very well on Saturday and it's a possibility that he would turn up in the uh, Roseall Guineas also. Chickwee Nessie ran out of her skin on Saturday. She's good. That's about her. She'll go to the Mooney Valley Stakes race the Typhoon Tracy, so that um $2 million horse Humming goes to Mooney valley on sunday and she'll turn up in the typhoon tracy yeah we nessie she ran super um yeah when it was good but uh she'll pick up another stakes race uh she's 1200 meter schnitzel and she'll just keep getting better as she gets older
0: what's your plan of attack for the sales uh do you go in there with a an order to fill or is it the horses that you like you just do your best and worry about filling them later it is very rare in these days i think that a trainer
1: has orders as such i think people sit back they see who who buys what and there's a lot of information online and um you know you see the exact price of it and these days when you buy your share you're dealt with direct by the software and, uh, you know, you still feel part of it. The manager's sort of token manager as such for owning, ownership these days. So I think all trainers have to spec. Uh, I think we've bought 50 yearlings, spent $4.6 at this point, and I still owe about 900000 of them, so $900,000 on them. So we've um, bought well, sold well, and we've got Melbourne Premier Sydney
0: Easter to go. Is that a normal Year for you? Is it 10, 12, 13 million that you would spend each year normally?
1: Well, 4.6, uh, look, I, I, I'm not sure. I might send, spend uh, six or eight. Six um, or eight, sorry. Six or eight, yeah, maybe on yearlings, and then we buy in New Zealand if we like the criteria. So probably buy one a month from New Zealand, that'd be another couple of mil. So um, I suppose we might spend eight or nine mil. So I have to fund it, then I have to sell it.
0: Are you finding it any more difficult in the current climate, interest rates, cost of living, to get buyers in, or are you still getting a lot of interest?
1: Two sections of the market. Uh, the ones with plenty don't care, yep. and they love the game. They invest in the game. There's a massive prize money. They're the lucky ones that can go and um, play with bloodstock. And then there's a syndicator. There's a sort of a middle market, uh, for a lot of us trainers to spec into, you know, the 200 dollars to $300,000 market, which you want to be a little bit careful, you know, a lot of trainers around, a lot of competition around. Uh, and I think that, you know like the interest rates have met their buffer. There was a 3% buffer. So people are re- relatively safe. But then there's 800,000 people coming off fixed onto variable, and anyone applying for more money has to have an extra 3% buffer. So I reckon um, it's got to cap off somewhere. I reckon in that syndicator market, which is uh, anywhere between 100 and 200, that it is a little bit saturated, that part of the market. I reckon it'll come off. I reckon it'll, it'll feel, you'll feel it the first. And then the middle market, the second, and the um, big part of our market is uh, a, an economy unto its own,
0: and it won't feel a thing. It's always great to wander around the stables with you. Have you got a winner today? Uh,
1: Timon will go good. All sassed up. has run a few placings, and... Uh, yeah, this horse, Norwegian Joy, done plenty of work. It actually had a 1,200-metre trial in Sydney. It's a big, strong Tarzino. It's, it's done enough work to win first up uh, over 1,500 metres. Uh, so we've got a few chances today, for sure.
0: Mick, great to see you again. Best of luck in uh, the Guineas on Saturday for the rest of the Festival of Racing.
1: Happy punting.